Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today it is Monday, September 12, 2022. And because it's a Monday, we're going to do a Monday mukbang. Today, we're testing out new Stroop Waffle. Oops, got to face it the right way. Rip Van Waffles. I don't know if you guys ever had these. I have three different flavors with me today. Chocolate brownie, um, cookies and cream, and where'd it go? What was the last one? Snickerdoodle. So we're going to try all of these today. But before we dive into these delicious snacks, or hopefully delicious snacks, I haven't had them before. Before we do that, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast, the audio-only version. Hopefully you guys are having a good run out there today. Today, I did go out there for a run. I'm feeling much better head cold-wise. Hopefully I'm sounding a little bit better. And I had a really nice run in the rain. Guess what, guys? I found a giant puddle to run through. It was really fun. Uh, and it looked, I mean, it had just rained a lot here. So, like, I knew it wasn't, like, standing water that had been, like, kind of, like, festering fresh-ish water. So, had a nice time stomping through that. Really good. Hopefully, you're having as much fun out there as I did. Everyone watch this on YouTube later after the fact. Hopefully, it's a nice dinner time or dessert time for you. And you can join in on something uh, tasty, waffle variety, dessert, or otherwise. All right? So, all right. Uh, let's see what we got in the chat. Rayrunner says, puddle run like all the times. So, yeah, it felt, it felt good. You know, I'm looking ahead now towards Chicago Marathon. 5K is done. Marathon training next. I've got like four weeks or so until until the next uh, race. So, um, you know, ready or not, here it comes. But yeah, definitely uh, feeling some nostalgia in the water there. Eliza says, hi, co-fam. Congrats, co, on the previous success. Hopefully, this trip falls are a tasty celebration of the hard work. Yes, I'm going to ring the cowbell for myself today. I hit the uh, I hit a PR or a PB, or whatever you want to call it. Um, over the weekend at the Itasca Oktoberfest, hopefully you guys have watched the video. That one came out this morning. I uh, wasn't sure how I was going to do. I felt pretty terrible uh, all the way up to, you know, basically until the gun went off um, with the head cold bothering me and stuff. So, But I was able to squeeze out eight seconds uh, off of my previous PB. So feeling really good about that. I had a really good time out there running. Um, and... <laughs> That running guy was going on. Chris says, ditto, and always nice to pick up the age group medal. Yeah, I felt good about it. Uh, I don't know how many 40 to 44-year-olds there were out there, but of, of them all that showed up, I was the fastest out there on the, on Saturday, so feeling good about that. Um, Dominic says, yo, what's going on? Spontaneous hopped into my first road marathon on Sunday. What? And finished in 3.13.44. Awesome. Great work. And he says, so happy that I can finally call myself a marathoner now. Awesome. Great work. Um, Frank says, anyone remember how long it took them to send out acceptances last year? Oh, that reminds me. Today's the day. You can submit times for Boston, right? I got to do that. I, someone reminded me about it this morning, too, and I still haven't done it. So after the live stream, I'll go and do that. Everyone else. Open up a separate, don't close this window. Open up a separate window. If you've got a BQ time, make sure you go submit that today. I think today's the day. JP says, congrats, Co. Appreciate you giving real thoughts and feelings on that race and what kept you motivated. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It was definitely, um, you know, nothing else. It was going to be a mental toughness kind of day. And, uh, you know, it was. And also it worked out too. So feeling good about it. Lucas H. is here. Says, hello, my running friends. Happy to catch the live stream. And Rainwater says, yo, what's going on? Sean says, hey, everyone, with the wave. Love the 5K video, Kabuzi, especially the mental prep and self-talk stuff. I panic every time the gun goes off, so you've motivated me to work on that. Yeah, you know, uh, it's something that I've talked quite a bit with Thomas at Believe in the Run about a lot, you know, and I think that it's uh, it's something that uh, is hard to practice because we, as especially people that run a lot of marathons, we don't race that often. Um, so it's hard to practice that stuff, but it's not something that you can't be practiced. And so that's what I've been trying to really focus on. Um, and I think it's been helping. I think it's been helping a lot. And I think that's really been a key part of that. I've had help along the way for sure. Um, especially that LA marathon with Flores and coach Jimmy, they really helped me think a lot about it in different ways, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there's panic. But you just got to figure out a way to be in it and let it kind of, um, you know, let it kind of slow motion itself. You know, once you're used to the panic, you realize it's nothing to panic over. 
and things kind of slow down a little bit. So that's, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, you know, I'm not quite at the slow motion phase of it yet. <laughs> um, all right. Lucas H says, anyone see the Puma seasons collection with a trail shoe? Just ordered a pair for my wife. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Interesting. Um, all right. Let's uh, scroll down and while I'm scrolling down and see uh, what you guys are uh, talking about, trying to catch up with you guys in the chat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start eating some of these. I'm going to start with the um, chocolate brownie Stroop waffle, Rip Van waffles. I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried any. Okay, let's get some focus. Focus, 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 focus. There we go. Focus. I don't know if you've tried any of these. This one is low sugar. Um, which I feel like for a runner food shouldn't be really low sugar, but here's the weird thing. It's got some sugar math on here that I, don't, I still don't understand sugar math, no matter how many of these things that we've done. So the total carbohydrates on here is 19 total. I don't know if you guys can even see that. 19 total carbohydrates, dietary fiber, six grams, total sugars, three grams, includes two grams of sugar. On the front, it says only three grams of sugar. I don't understand how, how that works. Anyway. Um, I'm not here for the low sugar. There's not that much protein in it. Two grams of protein, uh, 130 milligrams of salt, eight grams of fat, 140 calories. So, I mean, you're eating this for the calories if you're going to do this while running or if you're just out there for a day on the trails. But cheers, guys. Happy Monday. It's a little dry. Otherwise, it has that satisfying, like, caramelly, soft center of a Stroop waffle. But I usually find that the dark-colored Stroop waffle, the chocolatey ones, uh, aren't as satisfying to eat. The flavor gets a little bit muddled to me. But it does taste like you're eating a brownie. But it's just more like I'm eating a brownie than I'm eating a Stroop waffle. So maybe too successful of a flavor. I don't know. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. We have Nataku says your 5K was literally down the street from me. What drew you to the Itasca area? Um, nothing drew me to the Itasca area except for the fact that there was a race there. So um, I looked up like 5Ks in late August, early September, and I found that one. And it looked like there was a decent number of fast runners. Like, I didn't want to go to one that was like real, like a run, walk, like a school fundraiser kind of thing. There's lots of those because those are typically not chip timed. This one was USATF certified as a measured course, chip timed, and it historically has had um, some, a lot of really fast runners because I wanted someone else to run with, you know. So that's kind of like um, how I feel about it. So um, that's how I ended up with that one. I, I didn't even know that the Magmile race was the same weekend. I guess, I'm, I don't know how my search didn't come up with that one. Because that would have been a good one to run too. All right. Um, let's see, scrolling down. Christian G says, always being told that I overpronate. So I'm stuck in stability for years, humbly running a few miles at a time, a few days a week. Thoughts on the New Balance Bongo version 5, Fresh Foam versus the Hoka Arahi? Christian, this is a question that I don't really know how to answer. I am not, a, I'm not, people tell me I overprone it all the time, but when I run in over or stability shoes, they always hurt my legs. So I don't like them. So I just run in neutral shoes and I just have to deal with angry comments on the internet sometimes. Um, so I don't have experience in either the Vongo or the Arahi, but I think that there's probably some stability runners in the chat that they might be able to help you out. Um, Dominic says, <laughs> You know you're a one-dimensional athlete when after the marathon, the most sore part of your body are your shoulders? Maybe, maybe. That's pretty, or I mean, maybe if you're really you're holding yourself really tight and tense. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Eric says, uh, sympathize. I found a 50K happening Saturday, and now I'm seriously considering it as only 45 minutes away from me. Hmm. I mean, why not? You know? Go for it. I think you should do it. I think you should go for it. 
Uh, Eliza agrees too. <laughs> Uh, Steven C1984 says, I did a 10K time trial last week. Confident I would break 40 minutes for the first time, but surprise, I ran a 38.12. Whoa. That's a great time, Steven. Ooh, painful, but worth it. Yeah, that's super fast. Huh. Uh, see, the thing is, I um, someone asked me like if I was going to try and uh, work on a 10K PV for 2023. And I think I'd rather keep working on 5k times and making the 5k time shorter or like better rather than working on a 10k time because I think there's still a lot of fat for me to like trim off of my 5k time plus I'm kind of starting to like the distance um I don't know I'm not that I'm going to become a 5k racer but um I'm starting to like it and so 10k just seems like uh it's a long, it's a longer time to hurt and it doesn't hurt that much less than a 5k, but the 5k is over faster. So I think I kind of like that more. Um, and there's more opportunities. 10, 5k's are easier to find than 10k's are around here. So, um, that's kind of my thinking on that one. But, um, yeah, cause I feel like if I'm going to run 10k, maybe I should just might as well run a half. I don't know. Maybe that's a weird way to think about it. Uh, Life Maximus says, hey, everyone, nice job in the Itasca 5K. I ran a racer in 2002 when we lived in the area. Dude, you know what? I had never heard of Itasca before this race. And I drive down there. This town is super cute. Very quaint little town. Um, houses are really pretty. Neighborhoods look really nice and not subdivision-y like it is up here in my part of Crystal Lake. So I was just like, oh, hey, I wish I kind of knew about this town before we decided to move out to Crystal Lake. But then on the other hand, I'm like, this, it, uh, it was really close to the metro station and it's still relatively close to the city. So I'm like, I probably, we probably wouldn't have ended up buying a place there because we wanted to get a little bit further out. But it's just a cute little place. I like it there. Um, Nataku says, I, so I went over to Nataku's house and, or neighborhood and Nataku went all the way downtown. You did the Mag Mile race. Any PR? Awesome. Great job. Great job. Love it. I love, I love ringing that. Um, PR about he wants to know though am I doing the Chicago happen two weeks hope to see you there you know I don't I don't think I'm gonna do it I think I need to work on some just some long runs uh because I'm going for I mean last week last week was a taper week and I was sick so I took an extra rest day than I normally would have and then I didn't run yesterday so I took two rest days last week um and one of those days I only ran the 5k the race so I ran 36 miles last week I think that's a lowest mileage week I've had in like five years, maybe. Um, so I got some work to do to catch up. Uh, not that I'm going to like jump into like an 80 mile week this week, but you know, I think I need to get, uh, I think the, the workouts, the running is going to be very different. Lots of just easy miles this first week. I don't even know. I'll, I'll probably run some marathon pace miles tomorrow, Sunday is the CARA, Chicago Area Runners Association, ready to run 20 miler. It's a supported 20 mile run. It's not a race, um, point to point along the lakefront. I did it last year, it was a lot of fun. Thinking about doing it again this year. I just texted my running buddy and see if he wants to do it. Um, so, seems fast for me to be jumping up to the 20 mile distance because I think the longest I've run in a long while is maybe 16 miles. So oh, it's going to be a lot, but you know, like a band aid, just <laughs> get right into it. I guess Adam says the Brits dominated fifth Avenue mile. Did you see it? I didn't watch. I saw clips and stuff uh, on Twitter um, afterwards. Um, but yeah, uh, Sean Whiteman, how many times? I think he's won it three times now. Was it, It's not three times in a row though. He He's a repeat champion, but, is it three times in a row? That guy's having the best year ever, right? Is anyone having a better year than him? I don't know. I mean, he's having a Miler's like dream year. I just don't know how you can make it better. I mean, I suppose if he won an Olympic gold rather than the world championship gold, that would be better. But I mean, it's just an amazing year. He had some great races in Diamond Leagues. And I mean, so good. And then Laura Muir also, man, she's having a great year too. You know, I keep getting Laura Muir and Tina Muir 
the names mixed up. I know in my mind who are the two different people, but I always figure out which I always mix up which one's Tina and which one's Laura. But um yeah. I mean, it's a weird it's like just a really strange like I guess like string or concatenation of facts, right? You got Brits dominating the New York Manhattan Fifth Avenue mile on September 11th, the same weekend where the Queen is lying in state in Scotland. Isn't that weird? That's like a, just a strange series of facts. I don't know. By the way, did you guys know? I don't know if this is a secret or not, um, but Innes did message me about it. Did you know that because of the fact that the Queen died? in Scotland um, that activated what is known as the unicorn protocol. And that's what's going on now is the unicorn. I don't know what the unicorn protocol is and it didn't elaborate, but it's the unicorn protocol because she's lying in state in Edinburgh right now. Right. I think. And then she, oh, or does today, today, she, I think today or tonight she goes to London or her body will be taken to London uh, to the palace. So, but like there was a whole set of plans of things that was supposed to happen if she did happen to pass in Scotland. That's called the unicorn protocol. I mean, is it, this was one heck of a weekend guys. A lot happened. A lot happened. Um, all right. David Patterson says, I believe I have runner's knee. How shall I, how long should I expect to not be running for? I think it's not a severe case. Not running is really getting me down. So when I had it, I think I also had a mild case. It was just really bothersome. Um, I did run, but like I basically would run until it bothered bothered me, and then I would shut it down. And it was a lot of just easy running, a lot of shuffling, basically. Like my volume got cut by by like half, maybe. Oh, you know what? When I had run underneath, I probably had a week with as little mileage as I'm running now. Um, I did spend a lot of time in the bike. The bike didn't bother me that much. Um. But I think that how long you should expect to not be running, rest isn't going to really fix it. Rest didn't fix it for me. Um, working on strengthening my my knee, uh, a lot of massage, getting blood, encouraging blood flow to the tendons, um, and also uh, just knee exercises, range of motion stuff, knee and hips are what I really focused on. Once I started doing that and strengthening the joint, that's what really helped it to not feel bad. So that's, and that took maybe about a month from once I finally figured out kind of what to do. Uh, Nubetra says, 60 miles in the Prime Max yesterday. Nice. I think this is the fastest I've ever put 100 miles in one pair of shoes. Does the Mega Stack New Balance have the same magic? Uh, no, it doesn't. It's a different kind of magic. So the New Balance, it's more for the, the Prime Max is a super stack height shoe for four foot strikers. The, I think the super comp trainer is more for midfoot and rear, rear and heel strikers um, because you land real big on like the two pillars of foam that are in the back and then it rolls you forward real quick. So it's like squish and then the way the carbon is shaped in there, it kind of like ping shoots you up from behind rather than pushing you forward. It's kind of a little bit different. Uh, it's earlier on in the lifting of the foot where you feel the carbon, in my opinion, in that shoe. So it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, I I would, you know, I need to find who's a heel striker that really didn't like the Primax but loves the Super Comp Trainer. I'm guessing that the, that person, there, a lot of people exist like that. That person probably thinks the other way around. It's like, how come the Primax doesn't have the same magic as the Super Comp Trainer? But for me, it's not the same kind of magic. It's different. It's a little bit different. Brandon Palmer says, uh, I bought a few waffles from my local running store and they were expired by about six months. Disappointed. Uh, that's a bummer. Let me see these. Mine don't expire until uh, March 30th, 2023. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good on this one. Let's open the snickerdoodle. Speaking of more waffles. Um, next one is Snickerdoodle. The numbers are slightly different on all these, but kind of all the same. About three grams of sugar in this one, 19 grams of total carbohydrate. 
Again, I don't understand the sugar math. Uh, from an allergen perspective, contains milk, egg, and wheat. Main ingredient, chicory root fiber. There's a lot of fiber in these. They really emphasize that. This one has six grams of fiber. Is that a lot, guys? I'm actually not sure if that's a lot of fiber. I'm like, how much is six grams of fiber? All right, okay. See, this one looks kind of like a regular shoot waffle. Smells like a cookie. Well, a snickerdoodle. This one's good. I like this one. I'm getting like caramel brown sugar flavor. What's that? Cinnamon I taste? Yeah. Smells strongly as cinnamon. There's also monk fruit extract in here. That one's really good. That's tasty. It doesn't taste like a regular waffle, but like if someone said this was like a, a fancy waffle, I'd be like, that's right. Or snickerdoodle. You know, I'm not really sure what a snickerdoodle is. I know that's a type of cookie that's popular in the Midwest, but it's not very popular in my wife's family, so we don't come across snickerdoodle very often. So I'm actually not sure what a snickerdoodle is supposed to taste like. I know I've had snickerdoodle candies, like cookies, I mean, and I've had snickerdoodle like bars, you know, like a tray of bars. But like, I can't tell you if that tastes like a snickerdoodle or not, but I like that waffle. It's pretty tasty. It's a good one. Mm, all right. Let's see. Let me scroll down. Uh, <laughs> Will Grafell says, I, I, I just can't really imagine eating a soup waffle during a marathon. Do people actually do that? Seems hard to eat if you're trying to run fast. Here's the thing, like, I, this doesn't, like, lend itself to being put into a pocket, more like a flip belt or, like, your half tights, you know what I mean? It'd just be, it'd be crumbled mess by the time you got to it. I mean, I suppose it would warm it up nicely <laughs> if it was on your body heat for, like, 12 miles. But I, I think of these as, like, these are great to have for in the car for after you've run, you know, or at home after you've run. Um, or in your check bag after the race, or if you're an ultra marathon, or put it in your pack. I, I think that's kind of like the more pace of this stuff. Again, that's why I think that strip waffles are a weird that they've become this runner food. But like, you know, I'm not mad about it because I do like them. They're tasty. Uh, but it is kind of a strange form factor for for runners. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> um, where we go? I saw a question from I'm half Pedro. Oh, Remy. What's going on, Remy? He says, waffles are perfect size for a cycling jersey. Ah, oh, that's true. In the back pocket? You know, the thing for cyclists, you can put so much more stuff in the back of the jersey because you're not bouncing around like a runner. That's why I'm so, that's what I'm so envious about cycling about, as like an endurance sport. There's just so much more room for carrying snacks and so more, many more snack options because you're not bouncing around. I just think that's amazing. I'm very jealous. Um, Remy posted something yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. There was a guy that did the Ironman. He had a PR in the Ironman, destroyed his race, did such a good job. Carrying a toddler, his kid, over the finish line, and the Ironman gave him a big fat DQ because he crossed the line with a family member. That's just, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, uh, I'm Half Pedro says... Question for Mike. Uh, how many days do you rest after a half or a marathon? Do you go by feeling? Nice 5K. Fire emoji. Thanks. Um, for a half marathon, it depends. A lot of times when I run a half marathon, I'm usually training for a marathon. So I'm not usually like trying to you know, uh, run for a PR, which may be something I try to do in 2023. Because um, I do love that half marathon distance. It's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, if I were like let's say a half marathon was my a race or when a marathon is my a race the marathon if the marathon's on a sunday i definitely will take like monday and tuesday off um and then wednesday i'll kind of see how i feel you know if thursday would be the, like the latest for me and i'll just get moving for 30 minutes you know don't worry about distance or pace just get out there and get the legs moving because i feel like at a certain point mobility is more 
restorative than rest, you know, and getting things moving helps a lot. So that's kind of how I, I think about it. Um, Fernando Garza Villarreal says, in terms of the fiber, the daily recommendation for fiber is 30 to 38 grams. So if you eat one of these, you know, you're a fifth of the, you're like 20% there. All right, seven grams of fiber. Let's try the cookie. These are really crummy, though, I got to tell you. They're a little bit messier than, say, like um, a honey stinger. You know, I do like that they have waffles on airplanes now. I think that's a really good airplane snack. Really tasty. They're always hard to open, though. All right. This one is cookies and cream. Again, it's got the dark color waffle, so I don't know how I'll like it. But it smells good. Smells like a chocolate chip cookie. I was thinking the inside would be creamy colored, not much more that caramel color. Hmm, I'm not sure what I'm tasting here. It tastes like an Oreo, and they've got little sandwich cookies drawings on here. That's pretty much all it tastes like, just like straight up like an Oreo. A little bland though. Uh, I feel like they could put a, they could have put more sugar in it. This one has 19 grams of sugar. Total carbohydrates. I don't know. Do the math. Um, but yeah, it's good. I think it needs a little bit more sugar. If it's going to be called cookies and cream, it could be more sugar. So I think my favorites are probably is Snickerdoodles number one. That cinnamon is real nice on it. It's not too overpowering. And then cookies and cream number two, and then chocolate brownie number three. I feel like these are also really good to eat on the way to a run. Um, oh, one thing I didn't mention in my 5K race recap from yesterday or today's video from Saturday um, is that um, on the way there, I had three leftover, the last three in the house of cookies from Labor Day that we took from Grandma's house. So... That's, I mean, that's a magic recipe for me. I got to make sure my, like, because I make chocolate chip cookies. They're not like her chocolate chip cookies. So her, hers are just better to eat um, before a race, you know. They're, they're really good. So I did have those. <laughs> um, all right. Mm, let's see. Shannon's here. What's going on, Shannon? Good to see you. Um, Chris Dyke says, I've taken waffles out for an easy jog many a time. It does get crumbly, but not that hard to eat on easy, even steezy pace. Um, okay. Where do you put it? Is there just a big, I guess if you have a pair of running shorts with like regular side pockets, that would, it would fit in there. I think that would work. Do we need to have like a follow-up of all these of like, then I, I eat all these snacks and then I also eat them while running? <laughs> Maybe we need to do that. I don't know. Tim Loma says, just curious, has there ever been serious consideration of reversing the Chicago Marathon course, doing the more industrial, quieter areas first? This year will be my first marathon ever. I would love that. I've thought about that a lot because then, like, there's always more people on, like, the north side, um, through Lincoln Park, uh, up in Boys Town, uh, through Gold Coast, and then you know, down by the finish line area. I think I would like that better. Um, but it's always been the way it's always been. You know, um, it was pointed out to me on Twitter that uh, the course has changed slightly this year. And I don't really know what the changes are. I got to look real close at the map, I guess, to see. Maybe I'll compare this year's map to... But I haven't seen a map that's detailed enough to really show me that I could compare it to, like, my Strava from last year. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Brandon Palmer says, as far as the Stroop waffle goes, usually I eat a Stroop waffle as breakfast on my way to long run. See, I think that I think the the caramel, the sugars, I think they would all break down fast, just like the cookies that I like to eat before a run. I've been trying to get my wife to make some of her oatmeal cookies for me for basically since we moved into the new house, but she did make a big batch of granola for me yesterday. I like her granola a lot. Um, so that's kind of 
good too, but I can't eat that granola like on the way to a run. I could have it for breakfast before I run or eat it in yogurt after a run. But yeah, Stroop waffles for breakfast, definitely agree. And Dad Runner Al says, for sure more of a break snack than an actual running snack. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, break snack, yeah. Break snack is good, but I think a running snack as well if the if you're taking a break in the run, which, you know, you don't always have to go completely nonstop. H. Hammer says, so should I stick with Honey Stinger Waffles? How do those compare? I think that if you're looking for a lower sugar variety, then I think these are a pretty good substitute. I think that Honey Stingers probably taste a little bit better. Um, yeah. So like, or like if one were on sale, I probably would make, I might shop by price on that one. They're pretty close. They're still pretty good, you know, so. Um, <laughs> Terry says, Kofuzi, I eat this stuff, so you don't have to. It's a public service. I mean, yeah, I just like to eat stuff, too. <laughs> it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Um, all right. H-Town Runner says, here's a suggestion. Eat the waffles with untapped maple syrup. Untapped also makes honey string, or like not honey stringer. Untapped makes shrimp waffles too, I think. But maybe I'll try that sometime for like for breakfast, huh? That that'd be. I guess if I need more sugar in it, that's the way to go. Um, Jackie says, "Hey, Mike, if you haven't decided on shoes for Chicago, let it be the Endo Pro Three. You know, I'm thinking about running in the Adios Pro Three. That's the one that I think I'm going to run in. Um, for New York, I'm running with New Balance." I don't know. I hopefully I'll get some uh SC Elite threes. That's what I'm hoping. Um, yeah. Um but yeah, so that's that's what I'm thinking. So sorry, I was just reading some other comments in the chat. Um but yeah, but I think I'm gonna do I mean I'm trying to figure out when am I gonna race in the Endorphin Pro 3. So I think if I do the Kara Ready to Run 20 miler this weekend, it won't be a race. I might do like 10 miles. If my running buddy, I haven't heard back from him yet. I just texted him like right before I got on the live stream. But if he wants to do it, I, I'm gonna suggest we do 10 of it at his goal marathon pace. And then the other 10 just easy. But I think I might use the Endorphin Pro 3 for that. And then I'll use the Adios Pro 3 for the race. So that's kind of the game plan so far. Mm. Wilker Bell says, his suggestion rather than reversing the route is to just make it two weeks later every year. It would be a better chance for good weather. I think it'd be a better chance for not hot weather. There's been some years where it's been like 40s, which is good marathon racing weather. Um, but it's just really hard on the spectators. Um, but, you know, it's not about the spectators. <laughs> um, I think the concern, though, is like two weeks later in Chicago, then you're pretty much, you know, that puts you right around Halloween. And uh, it's snowy sometimes around Halloween. So that, I think, is what makes it hard. Um, plus, they always do it on, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day. So, oh, that weekend. So, like, the three-day weekend is, I think, part part of the reason why it's always that weekend. Mm. All right. Duke BB 22 says, how was your first run in the Moore version 4? It was great. <laughs> I wanted to keep running. Uh, even though I didn't feel all that great, I was like, hey, I, keep do I could do this all day. Um, so, that Moore version 4, fantastically fun. It's a great shoe. Um, I'm also thinking about doing the 20 miler next week if I do that one um, in the more version four just because it'd be gentler on my feet so that, that's something I might do uh, Steve King says hey Mike congrats on the weekend PB thanks well done I've never seen you review or run in the next percent too just wondered why great channel by the way um, I didn't think that the next percent two was that different from the next percent one so I didn't think it was all that necessary for me to review it um, I mean, is there is there any difference? I think it's just an upper change. I don't think the mid midsole changed at all, and I don't think the upper even changed all that. I mean, sometimes an upper change can make a huge difference on a shoe. I mean, 
that's what Nike does with the Pegasus. But like, uh, and it, it always feels very different from year to year, even on an upper only change year. But I didn't think that the next percent two changed that much. Um, so I'm still waiting to get a pair of Alpha Fly. Um, I don't want the orange ones. Although Ben Johnson raced a half marathon in the orange ones this weekend. Uh, Mark Peterson sent me some clips that he got of Ben out on the course. Um, ben Johnson can make the orange ones look good. I, I, I would look goofy in those. Um, and the way my colorblind eyes see them, they just, they're, they look horrible to me. So uh, I don't like those. And I don't like the mint and volt midsole color ones. So I'm just going to wait for another color. So, um, but I'll get to that one soon. But I haven't done the next percent too. Um, if they do an X percent three and it's different than what the next percent one and two look like, then I'll review that one too. Uh, Sean Marshall says, all this waffle in my flip belt talk is giving Napoleon dynamite vibes. <laughs> I still think it's really funny that the fatty pack has made such a comeback. Um, I still find it like hard to believe because like I was hardcore, like the target year age when fanny packs first like came out you know i think i might have been in like fourth or fifth grade and like that it was just like i i remember coming home one day and telling him i'm like mom i have to have one of these you gotta get me one and like she went out and got one that's the thing about moms for people that are my age what their moms had to do like your kids would come home like i would come home and describe something that i had seen somewhere on tv with no way to reference it and show her another picture. And she had to figure out where to go to buy one. And look, a lot of times they got the right stuff. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. It was amazing. Like, I wonder, is there like, was there this like mom phone network of moms being like, Gladys, what, 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 what is my son talking about? You know, like, is there something like that out there? I don't know. I don't know how the moms got it, but they always managed to get it. I mean, sometimes they got it really wrong, too. There's lots of fun stories about that um, in the zeitgeist from people my age, I guess. But I don't know. I still think that fanny packs are always going to be hilarious, no matter how back in trend they become. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Lucas H says, I love the idea for a video series of Co eats actual food on a run. I think that uh, we're going to have to, I'm going to need some help. I'm going to probably need someone else to kind of like film it so that you could see me like pulling out of like a pack or shorts or a waist belt. Um, I think that's all, that's going to be all part of the experience to share with you guys. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll have to figure out a way to do that. We'll have to figure it out. <laughs> Oh man. Mm. Eric says, yeah, let's see, go eat a whole Italian beef sub on the go, huh? I mean, that would be, I mean, especially if you dipped it, I mean, that'd be pretty tasty. You know, it would be messy for sure. You'd get it all down your arm, but you know, it, it, it would be soft. You know, I feel like softer foods are going to be easier than like crunchy foods. You know, what would be hard would be like a bammy sandwich because those, those baguettes are so crunchy. I mean, that's what makes them so delicious. I, you know what? I really wish I knew how to make a good tofu bammy sandwich. Like one, I wish I knew somewhere. I wish I knew how to make those baguettes. But I know that I probably don't have the skills to make that. Or like the right kind of, uh, I don't know how they make it. I don't know if I have the wrong oven or what. But like, uh, I could eat like a good tofu bammy sandwich every day. It's like crunchy, sweet, sour, savory. So many good flavors. Uh, and it's filling and satisfying. And so, uh, man, that, that's a sandwich, but that'd be super hard to eat because things would fall out of it too. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, Midlife Runner says, all right, question. Are you going to negative split your friend through Chicago? Even splits on a 6.30 mile at 13? Uh, no, I'm going to really try and sneak up on his goal. I mean, we, have to, we have to confer. We have to meet and confer about this one because I don't know where he's at. I haven't talked to him in a little bit. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we'll have to see um, what he wants to do. But 
the last time I paced him, it didn't go well. I did a bad job. Uh, we ran, that's when I ran in Indianapolis several years ago. Um, and I mean, we've run other races together since then, but the only time I ever like paced him was that race. And, uh, we, I ran him like five to 10 seconds per mile ahead of schedule. And he blew up at mile like 21, 22, which is what happens when you go five to 10 seconds per mile faster for the first 22 miles. So he had a rough day. Um, that's on that's on me for sure so i think what i'm gonna do is for the first half make it like nerve like like real like if anything like even pace if not like a minute or two behind halfway like even split so that's kind of the goal because i think that he's a strong racer as long as he just doesn't burn himself out in the first half so that's a that's kind of what i'm thinking Uh, all right, Melvin Eumang says, hey, co-fam, with the wave, he's a bit frustrated, PR'd my half marathon distance yesterday, let's get a cowbell for that, PR'd the half marathon distance yesterday at the Queen City Marathon, but when all said and done, ran 21.8, chip time, uh, not a PR, hmm, question, does it count, oh, okay, uh, Let's see. Okay, so you ran twenty one point eight on by your watch. Um, the half marathon distance on the watch was a PR, but the chip time was not. I'm I'm gonna say because I'm I'm a, you know I I'm gonna say it's it's not a PR. You can still have the cowbell though, for sure. But um, you know, it, you got you got to get it under the chip time. That's what that's what counts. You got to run the tangents better. That's all part of it, I think. So I mean, like you know, you could say that that's your PR if you want. You know, just like if you had run a time trial on your watch and came up with that, that would be a PR. Sure. Um, some people don't count time trials as PR, so it's up to you. You know, what do you feel good about saying? You know, I wouldn't count it, but you know, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge someone who did. So, but either way. You did a great job. Jose Naveo says, how long are you planning your Chicago taper? Uh, what's going on, Jose? Um, good to see you again. It's uh, probably not going to be that long for me. I might do like a week taper because I'm not, I haven't been working that hard yet. I've been working hard on 5K speed, but I haven't been doing a lot of marathon training um, so far. So uh, my legs are relatively fresh, So, um, which was kind of the point. Um, I've got three marathons in three months. So this is just the first one. And so um, uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to train through <laughs> a, a marathon, but um, there there won't probably be a huge taper for Chicago uh, just because I don't think I'll need it yet. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how my body responds. Mm, Sean says for New York, say, Mike, tell them you need the Megan running treatment for some custom picks. Yeah, you know, I got to talk to them. I I'm just so curious. What do they mean? Is Megan getting a secret, like, custom version of the SC Elite 3s? I don't understand what that means. They keep saying, like, well, she's going to run in the Super Comp Trainers, wink, wink. But is she just getting Super Comp Trainer upper and then SC Elite 3s? It seems like a lot of effort. Why not just give her the SC Elite 3? You know, shoe reviewers get shoes early all the time. Like, I don't understand that. Because it's, I mean, I mean, although I guess Megan's getting to the point where, you know, she may be at the point where her footwear counts or might need to be submitted prior to uh, her racing. I don't think she's quite there yet, but if she's not there yet, she might be soon. You know what I mean? And like other world athletics rules in terms of general availability of shoes. So I don't know. I don't know if that's why or what. I don't, that doesn't quite add up to me, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, Terry says, are you still going to Japan? That's the plan so far. I mean, I guess I won't really know much more um, until we get closer you know and it'll depend on what travel restrictions are like mm. all right um 
Ibrahim Gassane says, when are you moving to Siberia to review winter gear? Well, so, so, probably not Siberia, but maybe, um, you know, uh, Northern Europe somewhere. Um, Scandinavia, that area. Uh, that'd be a real fun trip to just go and test a whole bunch of winter gear or just like go somewhere in Canada. I don't think I have to leave that far to get somewhere that has like, um, I mean, if I want to test winter gear in the fall, right, then I think I could probably go to Canada um, and find places where I can, at least in the early morning, run in like wintry type of conditions, you know. Um, so I, I don't know when I'm going to fit that in. I got to figure that out. I got to like, I got to get myself together and reach out to some brands so I can get like shipments of stuff early so I can start doing that stuff. And then I got a plan. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to stay? How do I fit that into marathon training? So I got some, I'm behind the eight ball by a lot on that one, but hopefully we'll do that. Yeah, I got to get it done. I got, I got to, I got to stop messing around. I got to get serious. Um, in 2019, Jackie, says 2019 New York city marathon had a honey stinger waffles at the start village. It's a good snack. I would, I would really enjoy that. That'd be great. I think, would you, would you guys rather have a bagel before a race or a honey stinger waffle? Uh, follow up question. Let me specify. Would you rather have a New York city bagel? For those of you who have only had bagels like on the West Coast or in Colorado, Midwest, you guys don't even know. But if you guys know the wonders of an East Coast bagel, would you rather have an East Coast bagel or a Stinger waffle? I think it would depend on the bagel. If we're talking about New York, honey Stinger waffles are great, but just give me a nice big fat bagel. <laughs> but if we're talking about like, uh, you know, Sacramento before like CIM, I'll take the honey stinger waffle. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes a difference. Fernando, <laughs> going back to like the moms and how they managed to help us survive growing up in like the 90s. So shout out to moms that had to drive us to games and school activities without Google Maps. For uh, Totally, totally. You know what I tried, <laughs> my wife and I tried to explain to my daughter who's 10 now that uh, growing up, you know, we didn't have like, uh, you know, phones and uh, like Facebook Messenger kids and text messaging and all that stuff to like let each other know where we were at all times. And so the only way you knew was you got on your bike and you rode your bike around the neighborhood and you saw where whose bikes were outside whose houses or you found people at the park. Or you just rode around until you found people, you know. And she was like, you did, you didn't. Because I, you know, I tease her a lot. I make up stuff a lot. Um, and so she has a pretty good BS meter. And, but, but she was like, no, you didn't do that. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I could see in her mind, she's like, that's completely inefficient. Why would you do that? Um, but yeah, she didn't believe me at all. That's what we had to do. <laughs> uh, all right. Um Super and Jit says, by me are the best. They are. It's such a good sandwich, isn't it? Uh, he says, seriously, by me for lunch, pho for dinner all winter. See, I, pho is a good dish, but I think it's okay. Ban me is like a perfect sandwich, though. It's really good. Mm. All right. Let's do a couple more, and then I think everyone's hungry, so I'll let you guys go so you can eat. Uh, and it's this here. He goes, on holiday to New York, I went out one morning for a bagel, and it lived up to expectations. Wow, thank you for backing me up on that one. Ah, oh, they're so good, aren't they? The chew, the difference between the crusty outside and the chewy inside, that the texture is what's really good. Just delicious. Delicious. Yeah, Fernando says he'd rather have a bagel rather than a honey stinger for a ma marathon. Sean wants a bagel with the stroop waffle as the filling in between. <laughs> uh, and Jackie says waffles before bagels after. The, oh, that's good. I could go with I could go with that. Uh, and Jason says if it was a real New York City bagel, I would take that one hundred percent. That's not that's a good answer as well. Stevie seventy six uh, says New York City water makes the bagel. You know, people have you know done a lot of thinking on that. 
because like chefs have taken like shipped the water like from New York tap. It's really expensive to move water because water's relatively heavy, but they've shipped like the water to make it in California to make like a new a real New York style pizza in say San Francisco, for example. And it just doesn't taste the same. So I think what people are saying is just like for the same reason San Francisco sourdough is so delicious is it's what's in the air that the yeast are using as they rise. um, All part of that, you know, process um, that helps make the flavor as well. But it could be the water. I don't know. But they're they're just delicious over there. Also, here's the thing. I think... um, Here's how I differentiate East Coast food and West Coast food. East Coast food is delicious because there's ritual to it. West Coast food is delicious because there's novelty to it. So I feel like West Coast is about exploration and experimentation, and that's what makes it delicious because uh, there's so many different kinds of food from so many different kinds of places, uh, especially in Southern California where the weather just grows everything. Um, and it's a, a relatively young state age-wise. Uh, and so like, there's a lot of like newness to it in New York, uh, on the East coast, growing up, I grew up in New Jersey with diner culture you know, things are delicious. Cause you've been going there a long time and you and your friends have been going there a long time. Your family might've been going there for generations, that kind of thing. So uh, that's, I think there's just so much history to the New York city bagel as well. That's also, you're eating the history in my mind, you know, I think that all, all adds to it. Um. Yeah. H. John says, "Isn't Chicago perfect for testing winter gear? You guys get some cold weather. It is, but it doesn't get cold till it's cold time. So, like, ideally, what I would love to be able to do, and I guess I'll end on this one today. Ideally, what I would love to do is to be able to get all these winter clothes two or three months ahead of time, so that way I can test them thoroughly." I guess I only need them like a weekend or two ahead of time. So I could test them thoroughly. uh, So that way, once it starts getting cold, I've already done a whole bunch of like actual, like not 40 degree, 30 degree testing, but like 10 degree, 15 degree um, temperature testing. So that's kind of like the goal. Same thing with fall stuff. Today, I actually wore a jacket because it was cold and rainy and windy. Um, But it's the first time I wore a jacket um, in months. So like I need to, Probably just get up to some mountains somewhere. Maybe go to Boulder. Maybe go to Mammoth. Maybe go to Flagstaff. Maybe go to Canada. I don't know, but I gotta get. Uh, I gotta. Um, I don't. I'm not dying to do more traveling. I traveled so much this summer. I'm like yesterday. We just stayed home. It was raining. We just baked all day. I loved it. We did nothing except baking and just spend time in the in the house. Um. But, like, I feel like I need to do some traveling, test some of this stuff out, get some fun footage, and uh, beat myself up a little bit, you know. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right. Tomorrow, I don't think we'll have a video, um, but we'll do another live stream. Let's think of a game. I got to think of a game that we could play. So we'll have some fun tomorrow uh, as well. So hopefully I'll see you then, uh, same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.